Welcome to Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number seven. I am your host, The Grey Knight. And before we get started today, this episode is brought to you by me and my new audiobook, BDSM. You can find a link below. Please check that out. It's going to have a number of your favorite stories. And if you are new to Audible, it is absolutely free. So again, please check out that book. And now, on to the stories. We did something last episode in the podcast that I quite enjoyed, and that's starting everything off with a little bit of roleplay just to get us in the mood. So today, we're going to do something a little bit wet, a little bit wild on a themed episode, and we're going to start off with a roleplay that I like to call Sauna. Hey, come here. Don't be mad at me, alright? really hard to be mad at me when you're all sweaty and dressed only in a towel. It's not really good mad at Jack attire. Oh my god, this heat. Mm. It's almost too much. It's almost right on the edge, you know? Like if it was just a little bit hotter in here. Mm, I don't think I'd be able to stand it. Come here. Come on. It's just a, it's just a very small fight. And I am sorry. We can make it about that, if you really want. Who's right and who's wrong. We can do that. Or, you can slide over here. You can let me say I'm sorry over and over again. And you can let me rub your shoulders. And, I'll even be super generous. I'll throw in an all-expense paid trip to wherever you want to go in the city. Ah, come on. Don't be mad. That was hilarious. <laughs> anywhere. I mean it. Anywhere you want to go. Art gallery. Okay. Dancing. I agreed to it, so I will follow through. Well, that put a smile on your face, didn't it? I guess we have a winner. If you come over here for the low, low price of me giving you a massage, I'll take you out dancing. 90 minutes on the floor, minimum. Guaranteed. Come on. There we go. There we go. You know, I never mean to have a fight with you, right? Like, it just it happens. People, they're too close to each other. I don't know. It's been getting hot out. Definitely makes us both more cranky. But I'm sorry. Not that we had a fight, but that 
He got that pissed off at me. You know I'm super proud of you, right? I am, I'm super proud of you. It's not the easiest thing to slide on over to a guy who was just pissing you off mere minutes ago, but here you are. Oh my god, the sauna is killing me. <laughs> I don't I don't know how you're not just dying. No, that's a good idea. I'll take a I'll take a drink of water. You know, this is pretty much the only environment where you can spill water all over yourself and be, like, really glad that you did. Oh my god. You can laugh at me all you want. You are turning pink as a lobster. You are basically fusing into some other state as we speak. <laughs> alright, alright, alright. Just another minute or two. You know, it's moments like these with you that I enjoy the most. Just... Us... Together... Doing our thing. You know, you make me, uh... Oh, come on. I don't want to continue that, on. I don't want to continue that, I'm embarrassed. Come on, don't make me say it. You make me feel like I can do anything. You make me feel like I can always come to you with anything. And I, I know you're thinking, of course you can, but it's not that easy. This is, uh, it's kind of new territory for me. I think you're actually an evil witch, and this is how you're planning on cooking me. So can we please get out of here before I die? <laughs> if, if I catch one more droplet of sweat coming off my nose out of the corner of my eye, I, I think that's the end of me, please. I'll continue the massage. I will absolutely continue the massage if you let me out of the oven. Oh, thank you. I'm crazy about you. Absolutely crazy. And now, I hope you're ready to get all wet for daddy in a piece that I call Swimming Lessons. Come on. Come on. It's okay. It's just water. It's not gonna hurt you. Much. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Come on. Big girls aren't afraid of jumping into the water when their daddy's already in.
neither are little girls. Come on. Come on. It's okay. <laughs> there we go. See? Not so bad. <laughs> hmm. So first we're just going to get acclimated to the water. We're just going to swish about left and right. There we go. Mm. And once we're a little bit more comfortable, you're going to try and do a little bit of a doggy paddle. <laughs> we're just going to wait for these annoying kids to pass. And there we go. They've reclaimed their own side of the pool, and they can leave the adults to the adult business. Isn't it funny how you want to be called a little one and a little girl all the time, and yet you don't want to hang out with kids? <laughs> mm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put both of my arms out, and you're going to flip onto your belly, and your belly's gonna rest on both of my forearms. And you know how big and strong my forearms are. Plus it's water. So I'll be able to keep you afloat no matter what, okay? And we're just gonna get you used to moving your arms and legs just like that. So let's go ahead, move you right on in. And there we go. And we have liftoff. <gasps> See? Not so bad, huh? <laughs> In fact, one might argue it's kind of easy. Maybe it's even going pretty well. <laughs> okay, so... Now that we have you all lined up will be able to actually stop changing the doggy paddle into real strokes. So what you're going to do is you're going to reach out with your left arm all the way over the shoulder, grab and cup that water, and drag. There you go. Perfect. Now do it with the right arm. Very good. Left arm. Good. Right arm. Oh, you're very good at this. You're a natural. You sure you don't know how to swim? <laughs> okay, okay. Just the legs now. Stick them all the way out. Ooh, I know it can be scary. It's okay. Stick them all the way out. Daddy has you. There you go. Nope, no arms. We're just kicking the legs. We're kicking them. Think like little duck feet. There you go. There you go. Nice and rapid. That's good. That's good. <laughs> and once you learn how to do this, we'll go ahead and teach you the breaststroke, which you'll be very good at because you have nice breasts. <gasps> oh no! You can't do anything about it because I'm holding you in midwater. <laughs> midwater sounds very silly. It doesn't sound as cool as midair. So now let's try both the arms. Good. And the legs. Good. Left. 
right, left, right, left, right. I don't know what you're talking about, little girl. My thumb is definitely not pressing into your pussy through the swimsuit. How dare you make such an allegation? Left, right, left, right. Definitely not circling your clit either. <laughs> well, now you can see why I wanted to get you in this position. Mm -mm. If you want me to stop, you have to be willing to let yourself be let go and then see if you can't take a stroke or two on your own. Yes, I mean it. One or the other. Which is it going to be? Little clitty tickles? Or are you going to try and be a big girl? You do, you do? Okay. One, two, three, go. Hey! Not bad. You almost didn't drown for a couple of seconds there. Oh, don't pout. Nope, no pouting. In fact, as a reward, you get to choose whatever you want for being a brave girl today. A bubble bath. Haven't you had enough water? Hmm. You know, honestly, I'm starting to think that this was a pretty good idea. <laughs> no, you get right into the bath, young miss. I am going to be making this the best bubble bath ever. Oh yes, the right temperature, the right amount of bubbles, which is way too many, because you're a very silly billy like that. Don't you worry what's inside that case, that's for later. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. You did very well today. It's always a little bit scary doing something new like that. Trying to learn something new. I know that. And that's why I'm so, so proud of you. Just putting yourself out there. Trying to learn something new. Keeping it together. You know, it's my opinion that little ones often have a lot more anxiety than a general person. And that's why they like little space so much. <laughs> so that means we have to be extra good to them when they expose themselves, when they really go out there in the real world. Yes, I do mean it. I mean every word. Hmm. Come on now, sit down. Get on in there. Don't take up too much space, because I have to get in after you. We're just making sure everything is just right. Is everything just right? <laughs> no, it's not. See, you're always in such a rush to say yes, that's why I have to ask things twice. There's not nearly enough water. There's not nearly enough bubbles. There's barely any rubber duckage. But you just want to say yes. I miss your touch too, but I'll be right in. You can't long for something that's right next to you. That's just silly. 
You either have to have it and let it go. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll stop being philosophical. <laughs> hmm. Sometimes I'm just a serious guy. What are you going to do? Hmm. Can't all be role-playing silliness. Sometimes you just gotta be who you are. I like you very, very much. You know, I think, I think you feel like I give you everything and you don't give me much, but the truth of the matter is, you give me my heart. And you make me feel so very good about giving it to you. You encourage it. You bring it out. Mm. And you're a lot of fun. Uh-oh, compliment overload. I see you trying to hide with your shoulders up. I don't think so. Shoulders down. Deep breath. Will you do a 5-2 with me? Ready? Good. Mm. Because you are very cute. And you are very sexy. And you are a lot of fun. And you get all the rewards you want, which includes... For some weird reason, your daddy in the bath with you. Which I don't understand at all. Scoot forward, please. But... I said you got to name your reward, so you get to name it. Mm. <laughs> mm. You are the silliest little girl I've ever met. And, I think now that I'm in here I can see, we don't need nearly as much water as I thought, so let's just go ahead. Yeah. Good. Okay. I feel like the bubbleage is sufficient. I feel like the boobage is definitely very sufficient. Let me just go ahead and get a quick double grab of those. <laughs> Don't you but daddy me, you know I need you. Mm. Bob up and down a little bit for me. I want to see them coming in and out of the water. Yeah. It's a lot of fun when they displace the bubbles. Mm. <laughs> uh, the worst and most difficult part about being this close to you and giving you a back rub is how hard daddy's cock gets. Oh. And then you know he has to use it. <laughs> you know he has to... I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it just puts too much pressure on a little girl to feel daddy's cock against her. You know, especially when he's touching her skin and her breasts. 
and grabbing her neck because he can't help it. Even when he's super tender, he has to grab that little girl neck. Mm-mm-mm. It's a shame, but it's true. the way you're rubbing back against me. <sighs> Sit up a little bit. No, just raise yourself a little bit out of the water. There we go. Mm -mm, nope. No hands. Hands on daddy. I want to rub my cock all up and down your clit. <laughs> It makes it even more fun that we can't see it. We can just hear it in each other. Mm. Engage each other's reactions. Oh. Mm. Little girl, little girl. What do you do to me? Mm. Hmm. No, you can't have it inside yet. Mm-mm. Because mm. that's what the case is for. <laughs> no, you can't open that yet either. That is a little treat for once daddy's inside you. Hmm. Once daddy's inside your perfect, pretty princess pussy. <laughs> right now, it's just going back and forth against that clit. Oh, Daddy loves to torture you in private, even more than public. Mm. And I have to admit, a bathtub is a pretty good place to torture a little girl because she can't escape. Mm hmm. She's all locked in with the water and the porcelain and everything else. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Are you sure? Are you positive you want daddy's cock inside you? Okay, but I'm pretty turned on. I'm not gonna last all that long. Lean forward. All the way forward. Come on, kiss the bubbles. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Daddy loves your pussy so much. Oh, do you feel how hard I am for you? Oh. And that's because you're the perfect little princess. Oh. Oh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Look at me, I'm already getting carried away. And I said... 
how quick I would go, and I meant it. Oh, I'm just so fucking into you. I'm just so fucking into you. I don't care if you're my little girl. I don't care if you're my anything. I don't need a single fucking kink. Uh, I really like you. Uh, and I'm really into you. Uh, now pass me that case. Mm. <laughs> I didn't have to ask you twice, did I? Mm -mm. Daddy has taken the liberty of getting a waterproof toy. Oh, it's just a little one. And we're gonna put it right on your clit while Daddy's inside you. <gasps> yes, Daddy's evil. But Daddy's gonna come inside your spasming little girl pussy. And we go. Ooh, that's a fun setting. It's really low. I wonder how it feels right on your clit. <laughs> oh. 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 Oh, if it feels that good for me, I can only imagine how that feels for you. <laughs> oh. his little girl. Mm. 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 Does the little girl love her daddy? Oh. <laughs> oh. Stop talking. It's time for us to come. Absolutely loves that pussy. Grab the sides of the tub. Grab the sides of the tub right now, God damn it. you do? God damn it. Take the toy, put it to your clit. I need both hands. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. That's it. Right there, right there, right there. Hold it there, little girl. Right there, right there, right there. Come on, come on. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Did you accidentally turn the toy back on? against me. Mm-hmm. All the way, don't worry. You won't hurt me. Hmm. After all, I'm your big, strong daddy, aren't I? Hmm. Hmm. Come here. Let me get my arms around your stomach. Oh. Close as can be. You know I meant what I said earlier, right? About how... Hmm, about how we don't need to be a kink. No. No, I like it. I like it very much, but... I... I don't need it. I don't need anything. I just... I just need you. I just need to be with you. And I just like to be with you. And while I'm having a lot of fun exploring this kink, I'm into you. I don't... I'm not the kind of guy who takes a woman swimming. Uh, I'm closed off. I've got my demons. But something about the way you ask me, I always want to say yes. Always, always, always want to say yes. Never want to say no. And that's new for me. It's very, very new for me. I mean, for crying out loud, I'm sitting in a bubble bath. I don't even like baths. <laughs> yes, I'm serious. I'm a 100% shower man. This is entirely for you. In my opinion, this is just turning us into a, like a bubble-covered soup. I don't get the fascination. But I like you. And I like who we are together. So, 
I'm just trying to say, like, it's okay if you tell everybody online that you're a baby girl, and it's okay if we are, but if you ever want to not be that, if you ever just want to be us, I'd be pretty okay with that. You know, as long as I occasionally got to be daddy in the bedroom, I, I could live. I could certainly adjust. <laughs> Come here. And here's why. Such a greedy little kisser. Mm -hmm. You sure are. But that's okay. I kind of like you this way. said, this is all because of you. I can't imagine wanting to make out with a girl in the bath after I just fucked her. But I see you. And I just gotta kiss you. Over and over. And over again. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the stories today. I very much enjoyed telling them. And now let's get into some questions. First question comes from Kashmir Knit. Hi. Hello. This is um, Cashmere Net again. Hi. And I have another question, which is, um, what does aftercare mean to you? So, in the context that I commonly say on my blog, um, BDSM is best when it's a game, a beginning, a middle, an end, an objective for both parties and uh, a limited amount of time. So aftercare to me means the game is over, and it also means to show respect to the person that just gave intimacy, right? The sub gave the dom intimacy, and that often is much more paralyzing than any kind of physical sting that resides after. So in a way, it's for the dom to bow to the sub to make the relationship 
more fundamentally equal, as I believe relationships are when they're healthy and good, and generally to say game over in a very positive way, good game, well played, as the kids say. And question number two also comes from Kashmir Knit. And um, my third and final question is, what is it like for you to fall in love? <laughs> oh, oh, good. It's a good thing it's an hour-long podcast. I could probably spend an hour on that alone, what that feeling's like. I um, Falling in love is not nearly as much fun as being in love, but that's not the question. What's it like for me to fall in love? Well, generally it takes me a little while to figure it out. I'm always envious of people who seem to know where their heart is. I'll generally do something for a little bit and then go, oh, wait, <laughs> I'm in love. Um, so it's a little bit scary, and it's a whole lot of fun. And if I had more time, I'd give more of an answer than that. But we have a question coming up from Winch of the Scullery. Hi, Jack. Hello. Congratulations on all these wonderful milestones. They're much deserved and what good news. Thank you. I had four quick questions. The first, you used to be a guy in chess club, I believe you said. Um, currently, are you just doing digital versions of games or do you still engage in non-electronic ones like chess? I do not have time for even digital games so i'm not really a game guy these days i played undertale over the holidays lots of fun uh in parts and uh i just i don't have a lot of time for games but i would love to get back into board games and i've been i've been thinking more and more about getting in dnd i couldn't dm like i want to do because of course i want to control everything but uh, just like a fun drunk adult D&D session every week. Oh, man. And believe it or not, I'm actually very good at not being the center of attention. I'm actually quite good at that outside of this uh, Grey Knight persona. So, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to play a, a big, strong, dumb barbarian or a crafty little wizard or something with the same people every week. God, that sounds amazing. Okay, next question. Yes. Number two, if you had $500 in five days just to work on your Grey Knight erotica project and nothing else, what would your short-term goal be? Ooh, $500 and five days, kind of like Brewster's Million, except the stakes are very, very low. Um, the one thing that I don't have free money to throw around with and you cannot buy with time is advertising. So I think that I would maybe look into $500 of advertising. And the best way to do that, I know that there's campaigns that you can set up on Amazon, Google AdWords, etc. What I do know is that women, by and large, don't seem to know about audio erotica, and a very large amount of them who find it are very happy. Um, so, of course, I think advertising is something I might try and do one day, but one day is very far away. Next question. Uh, number three, is there anything you particularly remember fondly about the last live stream event? I believe you called it a train wreck where everything was on fire, but there was popcorn and marshmallows. <laughs> is there anything in particular that really stands out? 
I I like the crowd. I think you can probably feel it coming out. There's a natural... There's a, hey, it's okay to show off and, and what have you, uh, exhibitionism there. So th I, I actually quite like the whole experience, even if I pretend that I don't at the moment, because I want to put on the best show possible, which is, of course, not at all possible if you're doing a live show. It's kind of, kind of the fun of it. Um... Is there a particular piece that I thought was the best? I don't actually know this, if this was from the last live stream, but continuously ever since I read that Avengers fanfic, I have just died at the idea of Hawkeye just just needing Captain America. I just, <laughs> just even talking about it now, when that plot twist came up, I was I that there when I went whoa. That was not an over or fake reaction. That was a hundred percent me and honest. So that that was the all-time marquee moment. I don't know if that was from the last one or the one before. They kind of bleed together. And last question from Winch. Yeah, and the fourth one. Some people do good luck dishes for New Year's Day. You have told us about your Christmas dishes in my family for New Year's. We would do Hoppin' John, which is rice cooked down with black eyed peas and um, ham hock or bacon served with cornbread and greens. Do you have any favorite good luck dishes for New Year's? Again, uh, congratulations, and I hope 2016 just gets better. Take care. Well, first off, thank you very much um, for being a super fan and everything else, of course. Uh, all the questions you've sent in and, and all the well wishes and everything else. Thank you so much for being you. Um, besides that, I'm just going to start off. I've never heard of good luck dishes for New Year's. Is this just something that I'm oblivious to? Because I, I have no, no bells are rung on that one. I don't know what you're talking about. As far as the traditional meal that we would have, um, but I, I, I make no, uh, I make no mystery out of growing up very poor. The one exception to that, because even Christmas dinner was pretty... Slim Pickens, hence Chex Mix being my once-a-year treat. <laughs> but on New Year's, um, we would have seafood. And typically not super expensive seafood either, though it did get better and better as my parents uh, started making more money and I grew older. And our tradition would be to, to open up the shellfish and what have you, typically shrimp, like shrimp scampi or something, and say, I wonder what the poor people are doing right now. Because, of course, the poor people are peeling shrimp because we're them. But on that one night, we weren't poor. And everybody was drunk and happy and eating what we thought millionaires eat like. So, all right, next question comes from Absolute Lena. Hi, Jack. Hello. Um, I have three questions this time. Oh, my. The first one. What was the most embarrassing situation someone has ever walked in on you? <laughs> I got caught masturbating by my mom when I was 13 or 14. She did not knock. Well, she didn't knock before, but she sure as hell started knocking after. Next question. The second one. Do you or did you ever have a man crush? If so, who? I actually had a huge man crush on both David Mamet and um, Kenneth Branagh. And I legitimately 
as a man in his mid-30s, wish I looked like Kenneth Branagh when he was in his mid-30s. Oh my god, he was so good looking. Last question from Lena. Um, the, the third question has a bit of an obvious answer, okay. but maybe I'll go beyond that. Um, if you could have any feature from an animal, what would you want? <laughs> um, thank you. I actually am very happy with my penis, so I don't want a penis of any other animal. I don't want to Catherine the Great it. Um, if I could have any feature, I would have the wings of a bird and doors would be awkward. All right, next up we have Sound Lover. Or maybe we don't. There she is. Hello, Jack. Hi. This is Julie. Hi, Julie. Hope you're having a wonderful evening. I am. I have a couple of questions for you. Okay. The first, your love and or appreciation of classical music, and the cello in particular, I believe you had mentioned at one time, who or what inspired that uh, in your life for you? Uh, no, no personal connection to it. I just really enjoyed it. Uh, if anything, I should have this love of a piano because my first love, my high school love, was a pianist. Actually uh, became a concert professional pianist and uh, pianists it around the world to this day. Um, but no, no connection to a cello. I just really like the way it sounds. And then as a, as a youngin', I fell in with a couple of bands, Rasputina, kind of a cello rock group, Apocalyptica, a cello rock foursome, and then the Trans-Siberian Orchestra I think I've mentioned before. Uh, lots, of, lots of cello rock going on there. They do classical music, but they do it hardcore, uh, and it's a lot of fun. So uh, just, just the cello kind of came into it. Then a little bit after that, as my taste, my tastes matured a little. I mean, I still love Rasputina and Apocalyptica, but you know, there's a there's a ceiling. Um, found Yo-Yo Ma, and from Yo-Yo Ma, I found uh, George Philip Telemann, and from Telemann, I've never really strayed. I always come back to Telemann these days. Just there's something very elegant about his music, and he does quite a bit of cello music. Next question. And my second question is, are you left-handed, right-handed, or ambidextrous? Okay, Jack, that's it. Have a good evening. Bye. Thank you very much, Julie, for the questions. I am totally right-handed. My left hand is basically useless. It's like, uh, it's just nothing. If Evil Dead ever happens to me, I'm really hoping it's lefty because I could miss him without a beat. He doesn't even press the space bar when I type. Oh, lefty. What am I going to do with you? Uh, uh-oh. All right, next up we have So Cliché. Hi, Jack. Hello. I have two questions for you. Okay. And I apologize if I stutter or stumble over a few words. <laughs> I'm quite nervous right now. Um, my first question is, what is the last lie that you have ever told? And... The last lie. Well, it's going to be something small and innocent, isn't it? So the last lie is probably something I like. I said, "Oh, guys, I feel fine tonight," when I didn't, or something like something innocuous like that, because I didn't want uh, twenty messages saying, "Or you can talk to me. You can talk to me. I'll take your burdens." Next question. 
And my second question is, which super superhero do you think is most like you and why? <laughs> Thank you. Thank I... you for the questions. Um, thankfully, I don't think I'm like any superhero because all of them are killing siblings and parents and what have you all the time. Uh, superheroes are very, very dark. They're brooding and they can't love. And if they do love, then somebody with mechanical arms will rip their love's head off in front of them. So thankfully, I'm not like any. The one I've always enjoyed and may actually see Deadpool 4 uh, is Colossus. I've always liked Colossus in the X-Men universe because, again, everybody's always like, uh, Wolverine, I'm your father, brother, Sabretooth, and I'm going to kill you. Uh, and he's like, ooh, ooh, I don't like that. You know, that's their relationship. Colossus, Colossus's power is that he can be invincible. Um, turns kind of like giant metal man, essentially, and is, and is invincible. And he uses that to, like, build homeless shelters. You know, he, 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 he loves children, and he hangs out with kids all the time. And because he can't get hurt, he's a big softy. So he's the superhero I actually uh, like and enjoy. So thank you for the question. And next up we have Liz. Looks like we got a couple from her. Hi, Jack. Hello. Uh, so in the last podcast, you mentioned uh, how much you seem to like pancakes. At least mm. that was the impression I got mm. in the great debate of pancakes <laughs> versus waffles. So this is an easy one for you. Mm. Pancakes or waffles. Pancakes. And if it's pancakes or waffles, I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, is it drowned in syrup or are you a fruit person in the morning? Oh, <laughs> Well, I actually don't eat pancakes for breakfast. I eat kale for breakfast um, pretty regularly now for two years. I make a kale smoothie and just drink it right on down. Uh, pancakes are kind of a treat. I have not had them in at least three or four months. Um, basically, I starve myself in the morning to be more creative because uh, I do my recording, including these questions, right after I first wake up in the first one to two hours of the day, so... You're welcome. Okay, question number two, also from Liz. So we have all done crazy things. Mm. Uh, for example, I went skydiving for my 20th birthday. Hey! So I was curious as to what you think is the craziest thing you've ever done, besides starting this whole Grey Knight project. Yeah, I'm glad that you threw that in, because masturbating on the internet for money is insane as a dude. Um, God, what's the craziest thing? Um, I got my second, no, third. I got my third ranching position because an elderly caretaker died. Um, and there was an immediate need for a vacancy. So, like at 10.30 or so, somebody I didn't know called me up and said, Hey, are you willing to drive like two and a half hours tonight to stay in the bedroom where somebody just died last night? And by the way, there's a coyote problem. Like there's a coyote problem and it's the middle of the night. Oh, uh, and it's snake country and we don't know what we'll pay you yet. And I went, okay. Uh, the second craziest is somebody just, I wasn't on a social networking site at all. Cause I'm, cause I'm new to those. So I forget the site. It was probably a writer site of some kind. 
And somebody just sent me a PM one day going, hey, is your location correct? Are you currently in Tempe? And I was like, yeah, I'm in Tempe. And they went, hey, I'm in Chicago, and I want to buy this car from Tempe. And I, 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 uh, I don't know anybody there, and it costs too much to ship. Can I pay you $500 to just drive it up to me, and I'll get you uh, a ticket back? And I went, okay. So those are the two craziest things I've ever done. All right, question three. Okay, so last question. Um, every year for uh, New Year's Eve, I always work because I make the big bunny on mm. that holiday. And uh, so I was wondering what your plans are for New Year's Eve. Do you stay up and watch the ball drop? Or do you go to bed early? Or what do you do? So inquiring minds. Wanna... Well, I, I have an inquiry myself. What uh, what do you make the big money on New Year's Eve on? Because that could be that could be something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, thank you for the questions, Julie. Uh, I uh, I get soused, and I am very pensive. I think I think a whole lot on New Year's. I think uh, just what I want to make happen in the next twelve months. It seems like a good time of the year for it. Um, but this year, I don't think I'm going to be such a fuddy-duddy. I can kind of feel it. I'm going to go to a party or something and then excuse myself right after midnight. All right. First question coming from Carrie. Hey, Daddy. Hope your Christmas went well. Uh, first question is, if you could be any age for a week, what age would you be and why? Uh, I, I never understand questions like that. I'd be the age that I am because what does it matter? It's all in the mind. That or I'd be a baby and freak people out. And then I think I said once that I would be like 5,000 and get my blood tested and, and then use that as a scam. So apparently this question's asked a lot. <laughs> question number two from Carrie is starting now. What is the hardest thing you've ever had to do in your entire life? Oh, wow. Five second question, five hour answer. Uh, saying goodbye to somebody that you love is always hard. And then having them say goodbye to you. I talked about my depression once, and without getting too much into it, I lost a really good career and a really good relationship in a six-month period. And that was a really difficult time. And third and final question What would constitute the perfect day for you? <laughs> uh, walk on the beach. Never understood it. You get sand. You can walk anywhere. Never understood it on the beach. Give me a walk on a pier where I can see the ocean but not have the sand any day of the week. Um, perfect day. See, this is, this, is, this is an honest answer. It may sound like I'm fudging it a bit, but it's true. The perfect day for me is really hard to define because I do my very best to find the opportunities in what's presented to me in that time and place. And that's my philosophy. And I suppose I should probably talk about it more lately, but there was a British professor who studied the lucky. He did a case study of people who said they were very lucky. And what he discovered was that the luck walk into a room without pretty much expectation. Right. If you're looking for one thing, you walk into the room looking for it. If you look into a room, if you walk into a room looking for nothing, you'll see everything a little bit more clearly. 
you may not see that one thing in such focus. And the story that he tells um, that I think reflects this is one of his one of his people that he's following, one of his subjects, uh, fell down a flight of stairs for no reason and broke their leg. And he asked them, so that's a pretty unlucky thing. And the person responded, no, don't you understand? If I wasn't lucky, I would have broken my neck. So that's the attitude. Uh, what's the best part of every day right now is that it's different. Every day has a different best part. So perfect day, I don't know. The perfect day is the day that I go to bed and I'm like, I was a good dude today. I did good. Good, good boy, Jackie. All right, so question number... Oh, I should probably thank Carrie if I didn't already. Thank you, Carrie, for all the questions. Um, question here from Bad Nurse. Well, hello, Grey Knight. Well, hello. This is Smart Girl 7. So I had a different question, but I changed it in light of recent events. So <laughs> this is my question. Watching you go through the things that you've gone through within the last week. As far as being sabotaged and pretty much tried to be snuffed out by those who have some kind of deep-seated resentment because of their lack of whatever it is. But my question to you is, what was the one thing that you learned about yourself within the last week or so during all of this rebuilding after... um Everything happened with SoundCloud kind of imploding um, at the last minute. What did you learn about yourself? And more importantly, what did you learn about the people who, I guess, you consider your friends or your fans? Thanks. Well, thank you very much, Smart Girl 7, for all the, all the niceness that you've sent my way. Um, so for everybody who doesn't know, uh, I, I in the last uh, two weeks... Uh, I've suffered some setbacks as the Grey Knight. Uh, I got my projects mass reported and taken down on SoundCloud and, and YouTube. And the people who did it sent lots of nasty little uh, private messages and what have you. And it's generally been a pretty trying time the last two weeks. What did I learn about myself? The, the eternal question. It's not actually super positive or uplifting, but I do want to be honest with you guys. The truth of the matter is... I learned that my mood, my attitude, can actually be pretty well replenished by the love and support of my fans. And I'm honestly not sure how I feel about that yet. Um, that's kind of some past to the dark side stuff, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but it's true. Uh, the the well-wishing and support really elevated my mood. So there we go. It felt a lot like Earthbound which is a reference none of you are going to get. But there's a sequence in that video game where uh, people all around the world wish you well in a fight that you're having. So it felt a little bit like that. What did I learn about my fans? I learned my fans were amazing. Like, I was absolutely, abjectly convinced that follower count was going to go down. I was convinced when the podcast wasn't up for a few days because the podcast was attached to the SoundCloud RSS, uh, that reviews would start coming in negative or, or something along those lines. I was convinced that people would not wait 
essentially. And all of those things not only turned out to not be true, but the opposite happened. Uh, I got reviews, positive reviews on the podcast sites. The follower count increased uh, and people waited patiently, patiently, much more patiently than I, than I would have guessed. And I said that in the shilling episode that I just put out. Um, so you can hear me choking up a little bit here. Thank you guys. Uh, I learned that you guys, I, I made an audio before, um, New Year's called You Are My Gift. And boy, do I wish I had the knowledge I had now when I recorded that. Cause I would have bawled like a baby and I, it would have been so sincere, but now you're not going to get that cause I'm stronger and harder. All right. We've got one question here from Socialist Barbie. I'm just going to keep asking away because I have no idea which one of these you're going to use. <laughs> so, next question. What is the strangest request for an audio you have gotten thus far? Oh, man. Uh, oh, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Ah, screw it. Why not? Um, generally speaking, I know that I'm in for a ride if an email comes in and says something like, I was wondering if you ever do private audios just for one person. I, I go, buckle up. Here, here we go. Cause that never is like, it's never tame. It's always going to go someplace interesting. Uh, oh gosh. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to throw whatever. Uh. I got one where somebody wanted me to get a spray can of whipped cream and use that as a lubricant for jacking off. And I got to tell you, weird as it was, I was like, that is hilarious. I was not offended or creeped out in any way. I was like, I couldn't, I could not do that seriously. I could absolutely not do that seriously. <laughs> so that's the weirdest. Thank you very much for the question, Socialist Barbie. And our final question of the day comes from Psychotic Insanity. Do you know, slash, what's your opinion of, if you do, um, what Invader Zim, or rather who Invader <laughs> Zim is, or anything created by John and Vasquez? If I'm not, like, butchering the pronunciation of that name. Vasquez. Um, I, I actually just donated my copy of Lenore to charity, to, to Goodwill. Uh, I did not have a home for it. And, of course, I also know Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. I mean, they're cute. They're cute when you're a teenager and you know everything. But there's a, there's a limit. Uh, I was too old for Invader Zim by the time that that aired. But I did enjoy my time with uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac in the big question mark cover. Uh, I got into him after, I think I got into it after it was complete, that series. All right, that's the questions for today. Looks like it was an extra long segment because we've been away for a little while. Once again, this podcast has been brought to you by me. Please check the link below for my... Wow, you can hear me not wanting to sell right now. But if you like my work, sincerely, 
There's a link below to my new audiobook, BDSM. Please consider it. It's absolutely free if it's your first purchase with Audible. Thank you so much for listening. This is Nightly Pleasures episode number seven. I am your host and author, The Grey Knight. Not really after question time, but who cares? Want to end it the same way we started. Thank you guys so much for being there for me in a difficult and transitioning time. But that time's over, and it's now just kind of exciting and cool. And I'm looking forward to getting back into that swing of things. So thank you. Hope to see you next episode. Have a great rest of your week ahead of you.